This is a Burlington Free Press podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of It's the Beer Talking, where we discuss local beers, brews, barrels, and barley at Burlington, Vermont. Each week, we bring you news from our refrigerators with our segment, What's in the Fridge, as well as interviews from some of the biggest breweries around. Now here are your hosts, Jeff Baker and Jason Strempick. You know what, Jeff? Um, you're spanking that glass, and I'd like you to open it, please. <laughs> What's in the fridge after all? Well, Joel and I are going to jam on the... He's got his upright bass in the corner. <laughs> nice. and so we're going to get Ooh. a little jam bag going here. I like that. Joel, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having us in. Dig those suspenders. Woo! All right, since we're in the fridge, let's just get it rolling. Okay. All right. Ooh, ho, ho, ho. Can you smell that? Mm. Oh, man. This is, I, wish, uh, I wish all of our guests listening were, were here in the studio because this is probably one of the most fragrant beers... That I've ever Oof. opened, and it's wow. no, it's not an IPA. Oof. It's not an IPA. But uh, Jason, you know, a lot of our, our a lot of our listeners go. Do you guys ever drink normal beer? <laughs> you ever drink beer flavored beer? We do, we do. But uh, this is interesting, and this is a, a new seasonal, and uh, we're we're just gonna stick with the we're in the crisper drawer today, Jason. <laughs> nice. We're sticking with the fruits, the cantaloupe. So this is uh, seasonal from Shiner Brewing out of Tejas. And this is their strawberry blonde. Yeehaw. Man, it smells like strawberries. It's um it's a, there's 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 nothing artificial about this one, Jeff. No, I mean, you know, uh, I grew up in, you know, in in Florida. How many times can I say that on here? But we used to have strawberry festivals. You know you have you have maple maple season <laughs> up here, uh, Joel, where where you go to the maple sugar houses and the whole thing. Yeah, we had strawberry festival. <laughs> yeah. You wanna talk about delicious. This takes me back, but these are poteet strawberries, Jason, which is a, a town in Texas that's known for their for their high quality strawberries. Nice, a strawberry blonde is uh, a, a very delicious um, summer beer that you're going to start seeing uh, both in glass and in cans. And uh, like I said, I, I wasn't making that up with the artificial. I mean, the, no, the uh, as soon as you open that up, the nose on that, uh, the aroma kind of fills the space between two people. Uh, very thoroughly. <laughs> and um, have you been drinking? No, I was just eating strawberries, <laughs> officer. And the blonde style beer makes it—it's—it's it's just crushable. Yeah. Um, I can—it's uh, going to heat up in Vermont as well, uh, Jeff. Not just in Shiner, Texas, or Sarasota, Florida. It'll be and, about um, August before that happens. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be an easy drinker. Oh, uh, man. Strawberry blonde. You remember Pete's Wicked Strawberry Blonde, right? I do remember so, Pete's. So they, so Shiner actually, the, the parent company owns the, the Pete's. So I imagine that they were poking around in, in Pete's recipe book and said, "Oh yeah, I remember this." So if you were a fan of that then, you're a fan of it now. No, <laughs> it's true. That doesn't that doesn't go away too much. So, um, I have a, a I have a flavor as well um, that I would like to share with you. Is it another one? <laughs> it's a. It is another one. Uh, in English, uh, we say uh, another one, and um, down south, and I mean south of the border, we say Otravez, mm. and uh, this is Sierra Nevada's Goza-style ale that most of you are like, oh, yeah, yeah, been there, done that, and and it's a great beer. Oh, here comes um, the can stealer. What once, what once was uh, cactus and prickly pear, 
and um, grapefruit and grapefruit um, has a new uh, recipe and uh, this one is lime and agave uh, those of you that haven't yet will soon notice a new label and a new recipe to Sierra Nevada's infamous Ultra Vez that was a big splash for them last year but this year, I think you're going to get splashed a, a little greater. If I may say so, Jason, as I'm smelling this, uh, the, the phrase that went through my head is, oh, my agave. <laughs> it's, it's got this cool, you mentioned the label. It's got like, it looks like a cigar band. Yeah, it does. You know, I love that. It's this really label. classic, you know, it's got the, the Sierra Nevada scroll at the top, but it, it, but it kind of uh, tapers and wraps around the can to the other side. Uh, and it's just, it's a really slick looking package. Uh, we had the great pleasure, Jason, as you remember, of interviewing uh, Mr. Ken Grossman. Oh um, yeah, Me and I Ken. think he he works at Sierra Nevada Brewing, <laughs> and uh, that was uh, that was back in season. I had to look it up. That was season two, episode nine. Wow, that was feels like feels like it was yesterday, but We've it also feels way. like forever ago. So if you haven't, you've you haven't come a long way. Out, oh, thank you so much. Don't you usually say "baby" at the end of that? Your mother and I are very proud of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a cigarette ad? You've come a long way, baby. Ultra Vez is uh, Joel's not in his head. He knows. <laughs> is new as new and exciting, and this as well. Uh, the lime on it comes off as very natural, and mm, it's um, tart. It's one of those ones I think that you may see at first and and, and keep looking, but this is one that you're going to want to sample. And uh, once you sample this liquid, yeah, you're going to be sold. It's very very drinkable. Uh, it's not as tart um, as a typical Goza style ale or sour. It's just um, very lime. Think like Corona with the lime squeezed in. Um, you were the one that always told me that's fruits. Fruits for cocktails, Jason. Yeah, right. You don't need to add fruit. If you the know. brewer does it, I was always okay with it. Right. But you got to do it for right. Exactly right. This tastes like you know. Some people say for Goza that it tastes. It's like adult Gatorade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But this this to me tastes like uh, petite margarita. You know what I mean? Petite margarita. This is like session margarita. Right. Ultra Vez, no salt. Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the salt. Not frozen, though, please. Just right. cold. But uh, Well, I'll have another one. Yeah, and I'll have another one, too, right. as we uh, we get ready to interview uh, our guests. So that was what was in the fridge, and now we're just going to have a intro, outro of music. <laughs> like, that sounds like this. Mr. Jason... Yes, Jeff. How are you? It's good to see you again. Good to see you. Nice to sit across from the table. It is the beer talking, after all. That's right. We're, we're joined by our original audio engineer, Joel Banner Baird. It's great to see those suspenders. They are. They are nice. <laughs> Welcome back, Joel. It's the suspenders talking. It's the braces talking. So, Jason, we have a, a very uh, meta episode today. We, we, we as uh, podcast hosts are inviting into uh, our, our podcast a, a podcast host, Whoa. if you will. A podcast talking to a podcast? Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, we're going to get a lot, get a lot of feedback. feedback. That's cool. cool. <laughs> Hopefully it's all positive. <laughs> a lot of reverb. <laughs> Today we're joined by Steve Schmidt from Market the Brew. Hey, Welcome, Steve. Steve. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's good to, good to hear you uh, via Google Hangouts. Where, where are you sitting today? I am in my office uh, in Vero Beach, Florida. Oh, nice. Is it sunny there? Yeah, it's another shitty day in paradise. <laughs> High 70s, breezy. Oh, killing me. It's snowing right now. Jeff, Jeff, can you schedule a, uh, a meeting, uh, see if we can move the It's the Beer talking uh, offices to Vero Beach, Florida? Sounds yeah. a little 
Sounds a little warmer. Ryan, do we have a budget? <laughs> no budget. I got plenty of room. <laughs> hey, we can't wait till you interview us down there on location. Oh, yeah, there you go. So Mark at the Brew, uh, I want to get to some information uh, in, in regards to what exactly um, the podcast is. Uh, before we do, though, uh, we heard you were in our stomping grounds lately and visiting Vermont. Uh, what was going on in Vermont that attracted Mark at the Brew? There was a conference called the Beer Marketing and Tourism Conference mm -hmm. in Burlington. And, and Mark at the Brew is just following uh, all kinds of, is that what Mark at the Brew does? Follows a lot of the uh, the marketing around craft beer? or Yes, we specialize in the marketing of craft beer. Okay. And really the idea is to find the unique and, and kind of innovative, fun things that brewers are doing in their local markets to promote themselves. Okay. Because the, you know, how fragmented the industry is, something that works in Burlington, Vermont really well with a few tweaks could work in Miami Beach, Florida or Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. So, so are you attracting, uh, in fact, to future brewers? Is that, what you, is that part of your audience? Yes. Um, part of our audience is breweries and planning. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly we're focusing on breweries that have 20, uh, 25,000 barrels or less of production per oh, okay. year because we kind of find those are the guys that um, are wearing many hats and maybe don't have a full-time marketing person. Right, so you're you're spreading the spreading the uh, what works for for Jill might work for Jane is what you're saying, yeah. And and my podcast is case history based, so I'm actually interviewing brewers on on these things that they're doing in their local market, so you can actually hear how it gets executed uh, by the person who's actually executing it. So that that phrase just came out of the back of my head from a, a marketing class I took. That's so you're doing like case studies, right? Is what you're saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and are the brewers? Uh, are, are you find that they're good at marketing? Um, <laughs> you know, there's a broad spectrum, <laughs> and they're all over the place. Some of them are really good at it, and some of them, um, you know, they they need something like our podcast to get inspiration and ideas. So the podcast that you're doing, Market the Brew, uh, you know, what generated this idea uh, for you to grab uh, your buddy, or is that your brother, uh, Scott? That's, that's your brother, Scott. W where exactly were you guys having a conversation saying, you know, we should have a podcast? You know, when, what, when was this and, and, and what were you doing and thinking at the time? Well, we have this company called Pro, um, Promote the Brew, which is a promotional marketing company. And we've been in the promotional marketing business for 30 plus years, both of us. And we um, started out in the Milwaukee market. So we've actually done work for Miller and Miller Coors over the years. Um, so that passion for marketing has always been there. And then growing up in Milwaukee and that beer culture, we've always loved beer. And as craft beer um, started to get uh, more popular and we spent, you know, a lot more time drinking craft beer, we thought, oh, it'd be really cool to uh, combine the two. So that's how Promote the Brew got started. Mm. And then I've always really liked podcasts. Uh, I consume a lot of them. And I thought, boy, it'd be really fun to do one where I get to interview brewers on, you know, the marketing stuff that they're doing. And I, I did some research before I got it started on iTunes, and I didn't really see any podcasts that uh, addressed marketing of craft beer. There were a lot about drinking craft beer. There were a lot about how to make it, but there wasn't really a um, whole lot on marketing. 
Huh. That's 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 really interesting. Did you um did you watch a lot of Laverne and Shirley when you were younger? <laughs> yeah, and happy days. <laughs> I'm thinking you know you got a pretty smart business model because if you have a promotional company and now you have a podcast where you're interviewing brewers, you're getting some ideas that you could turn around and I don't know maybe use in your promotional company. Exactly. <laughs> smart guy. <laughs> you must be in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm sure you've interviewed a, a bajillion uh, brewers either on the on the air or in person uh, over a pint. Uh, what's, what's been your like favorite case study? Like what, and that could be either good or bad, but like, what's the one you, that you, you come back to and, and, and like to t- tell other people about? Well, one of the biggest challenges for these small breweries, um, is getting people into their tap room for their beer. So one of my favorites is, um, this brewery in the Rhino area of Denver called our, our mutual friend. Nice. And the the guy there is Brandon Prof, and he does this really cool promotion. He's been running it now for 40 plus months in a row called um, keep the glass. And he's got a design background. So he's got all these um, people in the Denver area and, and outside of Denver lined up to do really cool, creative designs. And then every month he picks a different glass and every Tuesday you can come in and, and get three pours for, I think it's 20 bucks. And then you get to keep the glass. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. And he's been running it. Yeah. Every, you know, consecutively for 40 plus weeks, that, uh, 40 plus months. I'm sorry. That, uh, that's not an insignificant cost though, I, I, but, but he's making it work financially. It sounds. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, I mean, I think of a, we're, we're probably talking about a, a shaker pine. Or are we talking about a little taster glass? He does a different glass every time. So he's had, He's had the shaker pint. Uh, when I was out there visiting him, that's the one I got. He's had goblets. He's had. Wow. Because um, yeah, those range in price from, you know, 75 cents for a little glass to, I don't know, I think the most I ever paid for, for a glass on the, um, you know, on the wholesale side was six bucks for, mm-hmm. for a nice thin limp, th- thin lipped tulip. Um, yeah. So that's not an insignificant cost. So it's good to hear that he's, he's making it work, not only to drive right. people into the tap room, but also to. To, to stay afloat, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he's in a crowded market for sure, right? Yes. Competitive. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and generating all this inspiration. Now you're in Florida. How, how's that transition happen? You know, being up north, we would, my wife and I would spend a month or so down here in Florida. And after a couple of brutal winters, we thought, boy, that's kind of ass backwards. So <laughs> we decided to move down here and she's from, Florida. So we decided to move down here and and now we spend like six weeks in the summer <laughs> up in Milwaukee and Chicago. Nice. And 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 as far as market the brew, your brother's down in Florida as well? Nope, he's up in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And um and, and is that a, a, a weekly it's are, monthly. Okay, so you're 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 generating enough content to come out with something new every month. Yep. And we should tell folks that's uh market the brew Dot com. Dot com, yeah. 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 So what's uh, when, when you're back in Milwaukee, what's your favorite uh, favorite? All right. Yeah. So just I mean, I guess favorite is not a fair question, but like what, who's caught your attention the last time you went up there? Well, I can tell you who has um, a really unique business model. OK. There is this um, brewery up there called Mobcraft. Mob and the mob part. Yeah. The mob part of Mobcraft is um, they are a um, 
crowdsourced beer, crowdsourced brewery. So every month they collect some recipes, they put them up on Facebook and, and you vote for uh, the most popular ones. And then they actually run a competition on their website. And so to vote for a beer, you, you have to make a purchase. So you, hmm. you purchase a four pack or a two pack of the beer that you want to win. If it wins, you've bought the beer. If it doesn't win, um, you have the option of purchasing the winning beer if you want. And um, you don't. You can either pick it up in the brewery or you can ship, have it shipped, which has been good for me because I've had, um, I've chosen a couple of winners and, and had them shipped down here to Florida. That's a pretty interesting business model. The guy who started his name's Henry Schwartz, and he got the idea um, when he was in college. He did a, you know, he was in that marketing class and did that case study. <laughs> of Threadless down in Chicago, which is a crowdsourced t-shirt company. He thought, hmm, you know, we should try this for beer. Yeah, I have a few Threadless uh, shirts in my in my rotation. That's a pretty cool company, yeah. yeah. You should check it out. It if, if you haven't heard of it, uh, check out Threadless.com. It's a really neat way for uh, small artists to, to get their work out there. Um, and, and, you know, you can wear it or you can hang it on the wall. <laughs> That reminded me when, when you were talking about the the crowdsurfs. Uh, there's a was it the Fair State Co-op Brewing? Have you heard of these guys? No. Uh, they, it's a it's a cooperative brewery, which I thought was kind of neat. You know, that's like uh, you 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 become part of the co-op and and you get you know uh, part of the decision making process. Sounds like a similar similar model. Is it, is it Bear State like B E A R? No, Fair. Like let's go to the fair oh, and ride the Ferris wheel. Oh, Fair State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the topics that I haven't done on the on the podcast that I want to do is the whole um, CSB model, community source brewery. Is that like model. that's like a CSA for a farmer? Yep. Mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, that would be interesting. There's a number of them. I think there's 20 plus around the U.S. that have that model. Jason's got a, a, a CSA that comes it. with mostly meat. And some kale. <laughs> He's got like a side of beef and then like one leaf of kale. All these comedians. <laughs> Occasionally some chickens, right? Right. Fair State Brewing Cooperative is in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, we should say. Um, if you're in that area, check them out. We want to have them on I the will. show. So if you guys are listening, uh, Fair State, we, we're, we're coming for you. Actually, you know what? Thinking about it, Steve, when we were at the um, the, the tourism conference there, uh, one of the people was wearing a Fair State co-op shirt and i said you work yeah. for them and he said yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll have to we'll have to get ryan on that to schedule that interview he's nodding his head he's looking at this can of beer i, I hope you don't mind steve but i'm, I'm getting thirsty because it is the beer talking after all now well, you're better prepared than i am i can't reach my fridge with the headphones on. <laughs> we'll, we'll pause for a station identification <laughs> This is a Burlington Free Press podcast. Hey, Steve, are you are you focusing mainly on um, on the U.S. or is it is it an international thing, or does it does it not matter with the model? No, it's it's U.S. Mm-hmm. And down in Florida, are you are you consuming uh, local beverages down there? And uh, do you have any favorite uh, favorites down there, or are you just pretty much a stylistic guy? What style do you generate towards? Boy, I like Belgians and I like barley wines. I like the maltier beers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, you know, Florida too has some some really good breweries. They're kind of spread out. The nice thing about, you know, Milwaukee and Chicago is <laughs> they're all really close. 
Uh, I have to travel a little bit more for Florida, but yeah, Florida's got some good breweries, some uh, good beer down here in Vero beach. Uh, there is a brewery and actually I just had their event coordinator on my show. Um, I did a, an episode on events. It's called walking tree and it's right across from um, the airport here in Vero. And they have an old world war two Navy warehouse and it has all these beautiful wood trellises in it and it's a huge spot and they make some really uh great beer award-winning beer they've won a couple of awards um and so i and it's only about seven minutes from my house so that's sometimes where i work in the afternoon <laughs> i know that i know that job <laughs> i often uh, uh ask if i can rent a bar stool can i rent some office space here for a little bit <laughs> I, I buy my, I pay my rent in purchasing pints. We just heard this term called a raccoon. Have you heard of a raccoon? No, tell me. It's someone who comes in and, and tastes all your beers in a tasting size and then leaves without paying for anything. Uh, I'd like to sample that, please. <laughs> That's funny. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you, Steve, about, uh, I think it was episode 37. Uh, you did a deep dive with um, partnering with designers. And I think that's a pretty fascinating topic. Can you can you give us a little synopsis of what that conversation was like? Well, I interviewed this um, uh, guy who has a branding company, and he's also another podcaster. So uh, he has a podcast called Branding Brews, and his name's Ryan Wheaton. And design in the beer industry has become pretty specialized. You really got to know what you're doing to be effective because, um, you know, on the shelf, especially in retail, there's a lot of, again, competition or, or a lot of options and you want to be able to have the type of design that will stand out. So we really dove into, you know, what are the aspects of a good design and what's going to make it appealing. It's the ethos of the brand too, I imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, what I see happening is um, a lot of designers uh, are, are starting to make use of negative space on the can. Uh, whereas, you know, you kind of almost, it's like attractive enough that you can see it, but you got to get up close to, you got to get up close to really see what's going on, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I think the the original example of this, and I think they were one of the, the first and one of the best still, I think is modern times. Mm -hmm. um, they have that, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, gym sock look where like most of the can <laughs> is white. There's the stripe of color. It says modern times, but you kind of, you know, in each, it's a little bit of a crayon box effect. You know, this one's pink, this one's yellow. But, mm -hmm. but they look good together, and they pop because they're white. It's you know, timeless mm -hmm. over decades. Right. It's yeah. a very, uh, mm -hmm. very cool uh, design layout. Um, but there's some other ones out there that, that get a little too uh, eclectic, <laughs> thinking it's, like, too cluttered. <laughs> um, well, well, I actually had two other guys on, on my show that um, talked about this as well that were really interesting. Uh, one guy, is his name is Isaac Arthur, and he's with Kodo Design. And they actually have branding trends. So he actually takes these, you know, different styles and kind of lumps them together and gives them a name. So he has some kind of name, I'm sure, for that negative space. Mm -hmm. I also had Harvey Shepard. He has this really great blog called Old Beautiful Beer, where he he's a graphic designer for Blind Tiger. He actually profiles um, the design, you know, the great designs or what he feels are great designs. You know, it's interesting because, you know, you just really nailed it. They, you really are seeing a lot uh, that a lot more um, in the design, a lot less clutter, a lot more just clean, neat, negative um, space. Timeless uh, lesson that I think uh, brewers are now starting to, to figure out. Mm -hmm. um, one of the more
One of my favorite designs, too, besides Modern Times, and, and this is kind of negative space in the opposite direction, is uh, uh, Frem, Frime, Frime Family Brewers out of uh, Hood River, Oregon. Have you seen these? What's it called? It's P-F-R-I-E-M. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, Frime. Yep. Frime, yeah. And they, uh, they, their labels are beautiful. They've got that, like, uh, the, their negative space is black, usually. Um, and they've got that nice copper kind of uh, braided uh, logo. Um, I really, I fell in love with their, with their graphics before I even had a chance to try their beer. And then lo and behold, the liquid's good too. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a guy on the, on the, on my show called um, from Foothills brewing oh, yeah. in North Carolina. Yeah. Great beer. You familiar with those guys? Oh yeah. Well, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know them, but I know their beer for sure. Yeah. So I had, I had Ray Goodrich, their marketing guy on, and um, I really love that, their style of graphics. And um, Isaac Arthur, you know, the guy at Koto calls it um, Russian Revolution <laughs> is the style. But it's like really clean. It's very bold colors, thick lines, uh, not a lot of detail. And, oh, yeah. And I, that's a style I really like, too. Yeah, that's like People's Porter. I'm, I just pulled it up on my phone. Exactly. It's got oh, that, cool. uh, People's Porter, yeah. Yeah, it's got that um, Che Guevara or... Or that kind of thing uh-huh. to it, um, and that's actually the owner's silhouette on there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me. There was a bar in Boston. Uh, what was it in Cambridge? The People's Republic, and it had a whole whole communist theme going on because the, the Republic of Cambridge. You know, I hate to break it to you, Cambridge. You're part of Boston. Get over it. I can get there on the T. You're part of Boston. <laughs> Well, and then and then back to Foothills. Sexual Chocolate was uh, is a, is a pretty awesome beer and and a kind of um, controversial label in a lot of ways. But then then they kind of push back and say, why is it controversial? You know, so it's it's interesting how people play with with branding and and try to push boundaries. So if you if you haven't seen Foothills uh, graphics, you should you should definitely check them out online. Um, they the, the way I found them was they were they did a beer with uh, Old Hickory and uh, Duck Rabbit, and they called mm. it Old Rabbit's Foot. Get it? <laughs> nice. Old Hickory. Nice. Rabbit. Yeah. So, uh, and they there was a it was a collaborative brew. They they each brewed an Imperial Stout, and I believe they blended them. Um, wow. And then they would take turns releasing it. It was a really, really fun project. I'm gonna try yeah, see if that... they still make that. But so that's an example of not only like collaborating on a beer, but like using collaborative uh, branding. Um, Ryan just, uh, our producer like Ryan it. just pulled up a, a website called beer, beerlabelizer.com where you can, you can make your own beer label <laughs> on the spot for free. Fun. Jason's pulling up a side of beef porter. <laughs> So, so uh, Market the Brew is uh, it, its mission is to is to obviously be a, a leader when it comes to marketing and promoting uh, craft beer. Anything else uh, you want our listeners to to know about Market? Um, well, really, what we're really interested in is helping breweries with ideas on um, the you know three basic things. Uh, number one is what I call butts and bar stools, and that's actually getting traffic into the tap room. Uh, the second thing is uh, I'm really surprised by the average transaction amount in tap rooms. Mm-hmm. It's uh, to me it was like surprisingly low or small. Uh, I've only done informal surveys, but it's somewhere between how uh, thirteen and twenty dollars. 
Really? So anything, yeah, we're always looking for ideas on how we can help breweries increase that average transaction amount. And then the other part is just helping them extend their brands, mm-hmm. promote their brands. Yeah. So Steve, do you, do you, uh, do you do much for, uh, for the wholesalers of the world? You know, we, we have to ask here a little bit. <laughs> we haven't really done that much with uh, distributors yet, yeah. but uh, we sure would love to. <laughs> they are building brands. Yes. In fact, yes. we have this discussion all the time and, and maybe we could come on your show and talk about it. But our, <laughs> we, we joke that nobody knows what we do. <laughs> you know, before I worked on the distro side of things, I, I was an on-premise guy and an off-premise guy. And and I, I didn't know, like Ryan would show up at my bar once, once a month and, and have a beer and say, thanks for the business. And I thought he had the best job ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, That's or I thought, I want too. you know, uh, my, my buddy Jordan, who drives the, the, uh, or used to drive the downtown Burlington truck, he would come in with a smile, deliver my kegs. They were pristine. He'd put them in the cooler. And I thought, dang, Feral Distributing's got the life. Ryan has a beer. Mm-hmm. Jordan's happy. They bring me to beer. No, we have we. It's Jason just mentioned brand building, and it's it, there's a lot of back end that that I don't think brew, a lot of brewers know, and I don't think customers have any idea. They just think we're uh, we're FedEx. And we walk around <laughs> drinking beer, and we walk around drinking. My beer. kids think I drink beer for a living. Well, you do a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Some, if you ever want to di- deep dive on the wholesaler side, maybe we can. Uh, I I do, and I I want to get that set up with you guys because I really think. Um, you know, my, my audience would really get a lot of great information from talking to a distributor about their thoughts and viewpoints on branding and, and how to go to market, how best to use and leverage that relationship with a distributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, offer, yeah. Uh, we I, offer a lot of advice to our, our, our supplier partners, and, but we tell them at the end of the day, it's not, it's not our... It's their decision. It's their decision. It's yeah. their brand. Like, you know, we can give them... Yeah. Much as you you kind of like uh, comb the field for inspiration and, and do's and don'ts uh, on marketing, we, we do the same thing for our suppliers and say, whoa, 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 it sounds like a great idea, but, you know, I've seen this happen before. This? Or, or why don't you not make your can uh, brown and black <laughs> that we can't see it on the shelf? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't use a plaid for that Saison beer you <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, Steve, it's been good. Uh, the Mark of the Brew podcast is a monthly uh, interview with uh, with brewery owners and, and marketing people at breweries and, and certainly offers some uh, marketing resources. Uh, the time you spent is great. I hope we get to speak again soon. Check them out on social media at Market the Brew. Make sure you got two T's in the middle. Uh, market the brew all platforms and Steve uh, on, you're on iTunes and SoundCloud I'm assuming yep and you have a website that's also marketthebrew.com mm-hmm. and at marketthebrew.com if you sign up for brew mail I will send you an alert uh, on the day each episode goes live with a little synopsis as to what it's about good and our best to Scott too yeah that's awesome so cheers to you and thanks for joining us today and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that interview uh, live in the Vero Beach. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, studio. Let's and, go shopping uh, we, for sunscreen, Jim. We, we might have to sleep on your couch or on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, we're recording. Look at Hello. Hey, uh, that was great talking to Steve Schmidt from Market the Brew, marketthebrew.com. 
Uh, it's kind of it was just a very meta experience to interview a podcast interviewer. You know what 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 you don't think about is the logo, what the can's going to look like, what the tap marker looks like, who designed the shirt. You know the logo on the shirt, right. the graphics, the glass. You know, he brought up. You know, yeah, the uh, the sign the, that's at the bar down the street, launching that brewery for the first time. There's the chalkboard. <laughs> you know, the A-frame chalkboard. The koozie. The koozie. The, the neon. Yeah, it's just the like this. There's, there's a lot of marketing, you know, behind any company, um, but especially uh, you know the subjective matter that we seem to cover a lot. Right. Which and you know, brewery. logo design is a. I mean, like we we talked. You know, briefly, we could talk ad nauseum about your can and your logo and your your brand identity and and does it match? You know, like a lot of, a lot of small companies, and this isn't exclusive to the beer industry. This is just small companies, as he said. They, they're the owners, usually the only person there working. They're not getting a paycheck. They're wearing thirty hats. You know, mm-hmm. I like to wear one hat at a time. Uh, that was a I've joke. seen you I've can, seen you wear. You can see me, but the listeners can't. I see. Anyway, <laughs> so um, they, you know, they, they don't, they might not have a background in marketing and, and they, they might just say, oh yeah, I like that graphic and, and this is the name and that's the thing. And my great aunt Ethel uh, is a, has a, has the, the print shop on her, on her uh, Apple IIe. Oh. And uh, she's going to make me a, a, a Photoshop label. Ethel's Apple. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, my point is that it it, it does matter, um, you know, the, your graphics, your logo, your design, they, like they do matter. So I jokingly said something about a SWOT analysis, mm-hmm. uh, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, if you don't know what that is, you're starting up a new business, brewing or not, uh, I encourage you to, to walk yourself through that exercise. Um, and I also, we talk to, to brewers, uh, our partners, and say, you know, like, what is your brand and what is not your brand? So we can understand you know, do you want to, some people don't want to be in print magazines. Some well, people don't want to be on radio. Yeah. The, so. I, I think the, the, the consumer is doing an exercise every single day. The minute you walk into that, that store, that, that, that beer cave, you're just staring at what is marketing. Marketing right. touches everything. You're staring at marketing. Your first impression is the label on that bottle or on that can or on that six pack holder. And um, that's really what we're talking about. And I think that's what that interview was about. I think, you know, I I don't know. I'm making this statistic up, but I think that it's like three seconds you have to, it might be even less than that, to grab someone's attention. That sounds about right. It's less than the blind date. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what is that? 15 seconds? You know, they make up their mind. Um, But. You have about three seconds to grab it because you, you're scanning, right? Like you, we do it all too. We're just it's a, looking it's, left to right. It's a, and it's a, it's a newsstand. It's a, it's a magazine cover. Right. Uh, it's a book cover in the, uh, in the airport. What and, speaks uh, to me is a, you know, my personal brand, my yeah. identity. So, yeah. you know, uh, Steve's doing some, some cool research for people and, and helping out the beer industry. So check it out. Make, uh, marketthebrew.com. Market the brew with two T's in the middle there. Uh, and on social media at Market the Brew. And, uh, and Jason, and that's the last sip. 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 This is the last sip. That's the last sip. That was the last sip. Hey, Jason and I want to thank you for listening to It's the Beer Talking, a Burlington Free Press production in collaboration with Feral Distributing. Our producers today were Abby Silic and Ryan Chapin. To subscribe to our show, head on over to iTunes and search It's the Beer Talking. And while you're there, why not give us a review? 
You got a question for us or a topic that you think we should cover? Cruise on over to social media and find us with the username The Beer Talking. We know we forgot the G, and that was intentional. Yeah.